fasting. I mean, you want to detox, you want to look at fasting. And what you're really doing when you're fasting is you're cleaning up cells. And some of the most important things to clean up are senescent cells, which are these zombie cells, right? Resetters, Dr. Mindy here, and I am on a mission to teach you just how powerful your body was built to be. This podcast is about giving you the power back and helping you believe in yourself again. Let's jump in. On this episode of the Resetter Podcast, I bring you Dr. John Lawrence. He's been here before, for those of you that have been listening to the Resetter Podcast for the past several years, and I have brought him on to talk about melatonin in the past. He is one of the leading melatonin experts in the world, and he has a new book out on the molecule of melatonin that we'll leave a link to in the notes, which is phenomenal. But in this episode, I really want to dive into detox and why detox is so important and what strategies there are out there for detox. Now, as you'll hear in this episode, there is it, detox is complicated. It is not as straightforward as, ta- as drinking celery juice. It's not as straightforward as just taking some activated charcoal. You actually need to find the right rhythm for you And women, as you will hear, especially in the back end of this conversation, we need to find the right detox rhythm for our hormones. So I wanted to bring Dr. John back on to talk about some of the new cutting edge tools that he's using. We have, we will talk about, as you, as you will hear, we will talk about everything from why you would use a nasal spray for detox and what, when would you use a suppository? When would you use an IV? How do you know if your supplements are working for you to detox? All the questions that many of you who are actively detoxing right now may have and, and want answers to. Now, I want to say one last thing on this episode because he is such a wizard. <laughs> when it comes to chemistry and detox, nobody thinks to the depth of the level that Dr. John thinks of. And you will hear that we talk a lot about NAD. Now, you may be hearing NAD out in the world. This is a hot topic. NAD drips are a hot topic. And I really wanted him to help us understand when would we use NAD. NAD drips are like thousands of dollars. I wanted to know, is it worth it? Do we, is that something, those of you that are, are contemplating an NAD drip, should you be doing it? He's going to answer all of those questions. So this was a really profound detox discussion that I honestly have never had with somebody before. So if you're curious about detox, you want to go deeper in your understanding of the mitochondria, you want to know where fasting fits into detox, you want to know what other tools there are for detox outside of supplements this is the conversation for you. I am so excited to bring it to you, Dr. John Lawrence. And as always, if you love it, send it out into the world, leave us a review, and I hope it moves your health forward. And I hope you enjoy it as much as I loved having this conversation with him. Hey, Recenters, as we step into the new year, I am so thrilled to invite you on an extremely transformative journey with me in my Reset Academy. So check this out. If you're ready to kickstart your fasting and health journey, which I know so many of you have reached out to us and asked how you customize a fasting lifestyle for you, my Reset Academy is the absolute best place to be. 
So here's what you get in the academy, and I like to think of it in terms of a complete picture. So imagine being surrounded by people who understand your journey, who are passionate for fasting, who want to lift you up and will support you every step of the way. My academy is not just me, my team, but it is an incredible group of people that are all dedicated to building fasting lifestyles and supporting each other in it. This is why I created the Reset Academy. So when you join, you gain access to all the exclusive calls where my team and I share the latest insights, we answer your burning questions, and we guide you towards your health goals. That's not it. We didn't stop there. By becoming a member, you're not just investing in a membership, but you're investing in yourself. I am such a fan of setting you up to win this year. And my academy is the best place I know to do that. I want to keep you focused. I want you to customize this for you. And I want you to succeed at your health goals this year. End of story. So if you're ready to unlock your fullest potential and embrace a fasting lifestyle, join me. If it feels good, join me. And let's make this year an incredible year for us all. So all you got to do is go visit drmindypels.com slash Reset Academy to become a member. I can't wait to welcome you. I can't wait to see you on the Zoom calls. I can't wait to be in community with you. And most importantly, let's get your health goals handled and let's do this together. It's so much better together. Together. So that's drmindypels.com slash Reset Academy. Excited to see you there. have to say welcome back. I, lo- I A, I love talking to you, John. So thank you for coming. Oh, Mindy, I love talking to you too. Thanks for having me. And and what I love the most is you just don't know where the conversation's ever going to go. So, and that's the greatest thing because there's so much depth to your knowledge on all the topics around health. Yeah, thank you. Thank you. Let's, uh, here's, here's a burning question that I think you're going to shed some really new light to. When I first started detoxing seven years ago or about maybe about 10 years ago when we started detoxing people, detox was very straightforward, or at least it appeared to be very straightforward. It's not so straightforward anymore. And I feel like it's a it's because of this toxic world we live in, but also we have a lot of new tools. So do you are you finding in your clinic, in your world that detox is more complicated now than it's ever been and that we need better tools than ever before? Yes, absolutely. And, you know, when I first got into medicine, I remember um, that there was some clinicians talking the same uh, story as far as how much difficult, how much more difficult it is to get patients. Well, Um, I started out strictly as, uh, you know, a chiropractor and eventually became a chiropractic neurologist and then went back to school and became a naturopath. And so my path has just kind of continued to kind of expand. Um, but in the, you know, in the early days, I do remember some of my colleagues that were um, just doing straight chiropractic would, would say, Hey, you know, I, um, particularly uh, a, a clinician named his name is Michael Taylor. Do, are you familiar with Michael Taylor? No, no. He's in Oklahoma. And so he, he started the first chiropractic internist um, diplomate program. Mm. Right. Cool. And, and he's really amazing. And so I started taking his course um, because I was interested in um, 
some of the um, the laws that we were looking to uh, change in Florida that would allow chiropractors to start injecting because I was interested in starting to perform prolotherapy and PRP because we were already doing it in our office mm. uh, with other clinicians. And so I, I took that course. And in the beginning, I remember um, really being very um, hesitant because I was in, in such a um, purist as a chiropractor. I really felt like you know, I wanted to just focus on removing those interferences to the nervous system through adjusting patient's spine and allowing that full expression of health and vitality to come forth uh, with that skill. And um, and then I was hearing from a lot of these other chiropractors that have been in practice for many years that that's just not working, you know, and they're having to utilize things like IV nutrition and saunas and um, detox uh, methods and, and and a lot of different exotic healing modalities in order to get patients better. Whereas before it was a lot simpler. Yep. Yeah. I, I've been in so many chiropractic conversations like that of people who have been, you know, doing chiropractic work or body work in general for so many years. And everybody is saying the same thing. Like, what used to work 25 years ago with body work no longer works anymore. You have to bring in some ancillary strategies. So why do you think that is? Is that purely toxins? It feels like there has to be a bigger reason for that. Oh, it's for sure multifactorial. And um, some of the more prevalent um, concerns that I would have would be the amount of toxic load that our patients are carrying. And that would be both the man-made um, chemicals as well as the biotoxins that a lot of people are exposed to. And then when you start talking about things like mold and Lyme and Epstein-Barr and some of these bugs, you have to bring in the conversation about how EMF is creating a much more virulent um, variety of these microbes, which may be compounding things. So you have a higher saturation of toxins, you have this more virulent infection. And so what does that, what does that mean? That means that there's going to be more inflammation in the body. And that inflammation is then going to cut down our cellular energy, which is then going to kind of compound the problem even further. Yeah. And I think EMFs is a really good, uh, an interesting insight. And I want to dive into that because you have some cool strategies you've used to detox, taking that into consideration. What I want to make sure that that doesn't get lost, this is like my major message in life, is the body heals itself. And you and I have both grown up in, in the educational system through chiropractic and all our postgraduate work that believes a thousand percent in that. So, right. so when we look at what's happening to people today, whether it's parasites or Epstein-Barr or heavy metals, um, like why is the body not healing? Is it as simple as there's just too much insult to, to going on? There's too much physical stress, too much chemical stress, too much emotional stress. And then you put us in an EMF filled world and our bucket gets tipped. Yeah. Well, you have to start talking about hormesis when you start having this conversation and the hormetic window and the hormetic ceiling. And so this zone that everybody's able to function at before they hit this inability, this inability to adapt is really what we're talking about. And so when we have several stressors converging in that are stacking onto that, 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 that 
that that system where it's bringing it closer and closer to the um, limit of adaptation. Once we hit that limit, then the body shuts down. And you know, I I really dove into this very deeply in in the melatonin book um, that we we had a podcast before and we talked a lot about yep. um, melatonin. And we're we're probably going to speak a little bit more about it um, today because it's so important with this conversation because ultimately at a cellular level, we have a resilience, right? And so um, this resilience is our ability to withstand inflammation to a certain extent before we shut down, right? Mm. And so um, I listened to a really great interview with um, a colleague of mine, Russell Ryder. He's an MD and a PhD. And he was interviewed on um, Joe Mercola's um, uh, p- podcast recently. And I'd recommend anybody going and, and listening to that because it was, it was really good. And what I loved about that interview is that he really broke down this Warburg effect, which is the effect of inflammation shutting down our energy production at a cellular level. And where that energy happens is in the mitochondria. And so Otto Warburg was a scientist that discovered that that oxygen and cancer can't coexist and that there's this switching that happens when a cell hits that limit of adaptation where it then switches into a much more primitive anaerobic uh, glycolysis is the name of the 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 way it's making energy versus aerobic. So it's with or without oxygen. So when the cell makes um, uh, energy with oxygen, it, it's a robust uh, effect. When it makes it without oxygen, it's about ten percent as effective. And so what happens is these 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 stacked stressors are causing our cells to go into this inefficient uh, way of making energy. And he points out very strongly about how this is what happens with cancer, but what's not recognized, and this is something that I'm going on to a lot of platforms and I'm really trying to preach, is that this is happening with almost all diseases. And this mm-hmm. is almost at the core of all disease. And that's why your work with Dr. Pompa's work, um, uh, Ben Azadi uh, speaks a lot about this. It's like we really are speaking the same language. We're just maybe saying it a little bit different. Whereas we're, we're really trying to help people that are listening to us, our patients in the office to find out which, how can they reduce these stressors, finding the stressor, reducing it so we can get that cell to start making energy efficiently so that you can express your health and vitality the way that you're supposed to, the way that God makes you to. So what I, the way I understand what you just said is that when the cell gets overloaded with physical, emotional, chemical stress, those mitochondria start making a signaling molecule that tells all the other cells, hey, we're in danger. Let's shut down ATP production, shut down all the natural uh, detoxing of the cell. And so we go into this cellular danger response and mm-hmm. people, can, people can be locked there for years. And yeah. you could you could say, okay, I'm not feeling well. I have Epstein-Barr. Let me throw some supplements at it. But really, the root of this is to get to that core part of this cellular danger response. Is, it, is that what you're talking about? Absolutely, right. And looking for the most effective and efficient things to start doing. Because, you know, for people that are sick, you know, if people are listening to this and they're they're not feeling well and they haven't for a long time, it can become very discouraging and disparative. And so um, getting some wins is really important. So I think uh, looking at looking at your environment, looking at ways that you can eliminate toxins, 
doing some toxic um, cleansing, uh, not too aggressive. Uh, drainage, I think, is really important. Yeah. Oftentimes, when we first start working with patients, we're looking at drainage. Um, homeopathy can be one of the best routes to do that because you want your body to be like letting this stuff go, right? right. And we do that through lymphatics. I like rebounding, breath work, exercising, walking. These types of things are important to kind of move our lymphatics and kind of get that um, river versus a swamp. You know, I talk a lot about that swamp versus river. And so um, then what, what happens is we start to trigger some of these things to detox. We want to make sure we capture these things in the gut with different binders. And I know you talk a lot about that. A lot of this stuff gets caught in the liver and the gallbladder and the gut, and we need to kind of mop that up. Um, but the more difficult areas are the deep cellular structures. And this wow. is really primarily in the cell membranes. Yeah. And so this is usually something that I start with patients a little bit after the first month or so. Um, uh, usually my initial, um, uh, um, strategy with patients is, is to start looking at some antimicrobials, some gut parasite issues, um, some binders, but then one thing, a lot of people aren't really talking about that I think is really, really important. And I'm seeing a lot of people feel better, um, pretty quick, quickly with this is, is addressing the sinuses and the nasal passage, right? Mm -hmm. So having people do like what I call 30 day sinus protocol. And we like using a product called glutostat, which has got mm, oh, yeah. emulsified oregano, sage, clove, bay leaf, um, glutathione, NAC, uh, colloidal silver, and some terpenes. So it's really got a lot of stuff in there. And so we'll have people spray twice in each side, each side, um, and do that four times a day for a month. If there's more kind of concern for in the respiratory tract, I'll have them nebulize that same product, but in a different mm -hmm. form and kind of go between the two. And, and why, the, really why well. does, yeah, why the sinuses, you know, again, if I'm looking at somebody listening to the podcast and they, they're like, I've tried everything, nothing's working. What, what, and then we start to open up pathways and then you go to the, what I hear is the second step is now let's go to the sinuses. Why the sinuses? Well, I like to call it doorways, right? I'd say you have to care for your doorways. And I look at the eyes, the nose, the mouth, mm -hmm. and the, you know, the intestinal tract through the, the anus. And so you have like uh, probiotics and, and like dysbiosis that can occur in the gut there. Um, but up in the head, you know, these are routes of inflammation. So it's been highly um, um, documented that the oral gingiva and the health of the mouth can make a profound impact on the amount of inflammation that we have in the body. Yeah. And that gum disease or cavitations in the mouth um, can, can trigger a lot of cardiovascular, they can cause stroke, can cause a lot of digestive complaints. And probably a lot of the people listening to this are going to have um, that as, as a situation. So some of the easier places to kind of start with, with the mouth, the nose and the eyes, um, we've, we've created actually three products that, um, that address these doorways. Um, one of which we actually launched just, uh, two days ago, which is called Irie. And, yeah. <clears throat> um, all three of them are really interesting in the fact that they, that they burn. Right. So the glutostat. You like the burning, you like the burning products. Huh? This I see a trend. I do, and and I'll, I'll I'll explain why in a second. But um, but the the glutostat doesn't burn like the Zen. Like we've talked about Zen, it's a, a meditation mist. 
but but the glutostat does kind of have like a kick to it like a wasabi kick the the eye drops the irie is based on this um um amazonian uh herb that's called sananga and so there's a burn and there's also peppermint in there Mm -hmm. so um and then with the mouth there's a product called boca zen boca is um is uh, spanish for mouth and it's got primarily um oregano um cinnamon and clove right and it's got some um stevia and it, it kind of got some extra flavor enhancing so you put a a half a dropper in the mouth you move the tongue all around the gums and then I'll have my patients take a toothpick and push it all between. Mm. And then, and I have patients just leave this in their car. And so on their way to work, they do the Bocazen, they do a couple of sprays. Um, the eye drops are more of something that you want to do um, when you're sitting and you're kind of silent. Now, what's really neat about these and the reason that the burning is important is because there's something called your autonomic nervous system. And this is probably one of the most important parts of your nervous system that you that you can imagine because it's what drives all of the healing in your body because it it drives circulation, it drives your heartbeat, your digestion, um, it, it it just controls your glands, and so it's automatic. So it's not under your volitional control. And there's two sides to it. There's a sympathetic and a parasympathetic side. And the sympathetic is kind of that fight or flight. It's a stress response, which is mostly mediated by cortisol. And then you have your parasympathetic, which is resting and digesting and relaxing, which is primarily mediated by melatonin. Okay. And that part that's the mm. melatonin part, a lot of people don't realize, right? Yeah, that's that's interesting. Mm-hmm. And, the, and there's also um, a whole idea behind this extra pineal melatonin and that there's um, most of the melatonin produced in the body is actually made in the mitochondria and it's in ex- its existence in the mitochondria to allow for that hormetic window that we talked about earlier to extend out a little bit, meaning that we can handle a little bit more inflammation without shutting down um, from, from stressors. So, so with regards to this burning with the, um, with the, with the products, you're stimulating something called the trigeminal nerve. And we've been hardwired to have this connection between the trigeminal nerve and the vagus nerve, because if we were to fall into like freezing cold water, we have something called the dive reflex. Mm. And so when our face hits a really cold um, uh, fluid, we have this calming effect. It's this, we have a shutdown, our, our heartbeat slows, Um, everything kind of slows down so that if we were in very cold water, we would be able to survive longer. So only the most important faculties kind of um, um, stay going at a slow pace. So what that means is that we can use that to actually exercise the autonomics, primarily exercising the parasympathetic nervous system. Fascinating, because, you know, I've become obsessed with my chili pad on my in my bed and I love my room cold because it relaxes me. So I hadn't realized that that was stimulating to the parasympathetic. It's so fascinating. So um, one of the things I want to go back to what you just said. When we approach detox, like let's just use, you know, a lot of the stuff you do is so different than your typical detox, which is why you get such great results. And yet if somebody is really struggling with their health, what I heard you say is, okay, let's open up the lymphatics first, 
then let's go and look at the nasal at those three things that you just said. Is it as simple as somebody can go get it off your website? They can start to use it. And now it's another level of, of detox that they're going to experience. And are you going to see uh, detox reactions? Are you going to see like a, like some kind of Herx reaction? Well, um, yes, I, let me, there's a lot there. I was like, yeah. <laughs> There, that was packed with a lot of um, information there. So let me see if I can um, kind of dissect that out. When when you start doing, if you have a lot of microbes, so the you know if you think about this, a lot of people aren't really practicing sinus and nasal hygiene. So no. when you start to spray something antimicrobial up there, you're going to have die off of things, and right. those things are going to then get into your system. That's why you probably want a neti pot and really kind of clear it out, especially in the beginning. And, um, so it is not uncommon for people to feel a little, a little bad the first couple of days. And then afterwards, we'll generally uh, hear people come back saying that they feel anywhere from 20 to 30% better just with that one strategy. That's crazy. Yeah. And that quick, pretty quickly, if they come back to you in a couple of days, that's pretty, that's yeah, pretty, pretty, pretty quickly. Yeah. You know, the other, the other, you, you were kind of asking about, you know, um, specific kind of protocols and strategies, you know, it's, it's really difficult for us to really put those things out into the public because of the regulations that are out yeah. there. Yeah. So um, unfortunately, you know, you, you kind of have to be either like a coaching client of ours, or, you know, I know you do, you see some people and um, yeah. you know, uh, Dr. Pompa has a wonderful coaching problem um, um, uh, pro uh, program as well. Yeah. So those are probably some things that people are going to want to start looking towards if they're really wanting to dive into some of these strategies. Yeah, I, I've decided in order to get well these days, if you like want to go into detox, you, you need somebody to lead you through it. It's it's hard when it's like so close to you. And there's like this whole underground like health movement. And I'm going to like put you in the, in that that category of really cool products. But we can't because of the regulation, because of the way social media works, we can't talk about it or we get we get, you know, punished in whatever way way that is. So but what I love about your products and talk a little bit about this is, you know, I hear a lot from people like they're tired of taking supplements. And then I hear from other people or other professionals, supplements don't work because you're going directly into the gut dysbiosis and, and you're going into, you're putting a nutrient into a dysfunctional gut. But right. what I love about what you're doing is you're using the eyes, you're using the nose, you're using the mouth, you're using the anus, like your suppositories are incredible. Can you talk about why those are incredible to, uh, ways to get detox uh supplements or detox nutrients into your body? Yeah. Well, there's two really um, interesting reasons with the, you know, with the suppository route of administration. One is that um, you're bypassing all of the digestive enzymes and mm -hmm. stomach acid, which really is, can be very harsh on a lot of um, substances. And then you have this, what's called first pass through the liver, which is the liver like filters and that really breaks a lot of nutrients down, sometimes so drastic, like with melatonin, it literally breaks it down where you only get about one and a half percent absorption. Hmm. Um, and the other thing with an oral route of delivery, which is going to be the sim similar type of thing with an IV, is that you only have a certain window that the nutrients are available to the cell because ultimately 
the goal is to get the nutrient into the cells where it can do some work for you. Right. And so the cell is constantly kind of feeling for what's outside in the, in the, in the medium outside the cell and pulling in what it, what it can. Right. And so if you take something and there's, there's something called peak plasma, which is really a fancy word for saying how long a substance is outside of the cell available to the cell. Right. Mm. Most times that's only about an hour. So if we were to take most supplements in a pill form, we'll have an hour or less where the cell has that available where it can start pulling it in. And the cell has a rate that it can pull things in and it's generally very slow. So if you were able to have that peak plasma last for five, six or seven hours, you can see that the cell would ultimately absorb a lot more of that nutrient. And that's what a suppository also gives you. So not only do you avoid that first pass, but you're also getting this very long uh, release where you have this slow bleed into the bloodstream, where you get this long opportunity for the cells to actually pull those nutrients in. Yeah. I, I a thousand percent agree with what you just said, um, largely because I'm seeing, I we've detoxed using supplements, thousands of people. And Lately, I've been getting some more, I don't want to call them extreme detox cases, but cases where there's a lot going on toxic load wise. And when we use your suppositories and we, I always joke and say, when we come in the back door and we use suppositories, we get better results. Like literally it's crazy. And people have to get past this idea that, you know, suppositories are awkward because for detox, they're magical. Well, one thing too, is like some of the most amazing nutrients that I found clinically, especially working with fasting, because we do a lot of fasting. I mean, you want to detox, you want to look at fasting. And I know you're a big proponent with that as well. And what you're really doing when you're fasting is you're cleaning up cells. And some of the most important things to clean up are senescent cells, which are these zombie cells, right? So something called synolytics which physetin and sterile stilbene, quercetin, resveratrol, a lot of these are like these very colorful polyphenols from plants. They're not well absorbed. In fact, I mean, we just did a curcumin IV on a patient that requested it. And at the same time, we gave him a suppository of something called lucitol. And this lucitol is packed full of all of these polyphenols that are synolytics. Mm. So I created a whole um, fasting protocol basically surrounding that one product because it's so important and so beneficial to add a synolytic at the time that you're fasting. Now you can do this just on intermittent fasting. So let's say- I was going to say what hour, yeah. Yeah, I mean, let's say you're skipping skipping breakfast. You could take uh, um, a lucitol in the morning, right? And and then you could take it before bed because you're fasting at night and it would probably even carry through a little bit that next morning. Um, If you're doing- um, a 24 hour or a three or a four day fast, you can take the product two, three times a day if you want. And you're going to get this really um, um, important um, synolytic effect that I think can make a situation where you're going to get more out of the fast than if you um, were, where it would be like doing a longer fast. And when you say more out of the fast, like we get this question all the time, people are like, how do I get more autophagy? How do I get rid of more of these senescent cells? Are you saying you're going to get wipe away more senescent cells? Well, there's so synolytics, that's what they do. 
Right. So they taken just by themselves. If you if you were still eating, you're actually going to clear senescent cells by just taking these substances based on the research. So what we what we propose, we don't recommend. We actually will have people. We 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 recommend um, here at our office dosing different supplements based on the the whole um, mTOR pathways, right? Where it's like either feast or famine. Like for instance, NAD is a better product to give to patients when they're eating, when they're in eating window, right? Oh, interesting. Um, and um, um, these anti-inflammatories are better to take with the um, fasting windows, right? So um, another really interesting uh, molecule that we, we've been having just amazing results with here in the clinic is methylene blue. Yeah. Talk about that because I'm like on social media, I'm seeing people like show up with IVs that like are like liquid blue. And then um, I think you're talking about your Lumitol blue product. I don't know if that's the same one. I know that we've experimented with that with some of the patients I've been working with. So talk about why that's so important. Well, so we initially launched Lumitol blue as a, as a 60 milligram and a 300 milligram suppository. And what we've done, and we were having people um, cut the 300 milligram suppository so that they could take it orally. And what that gave you is about a 75 milligram um, um, dose. And so what we've done is we just launched what's called the bar, the Lumitol Mm -hmm. bar, which makes it a lot easier to break it into pieces. And you can either take 40 milligram, 80 milligram, or, you know, you can cut it into whatever amount you want. And, um, the um, Frank Gonzalez Lima is kind of considered one of the foremost with methylene blue and any uh, interview you can listen to online from him, I would highly recommend it. It's, it's really amazing to, to hear all of the things that methylene blue has been researched with. And it's similar to melatonin, you know, and if anybody's read my book on melatonin, you see like there's a chapter on almost every disease. It's so well laid out, by the way, John, like when I got it, I was like, wow, like you did, it's not just the information, it's the layout of it, the organization. So well done. Oh, okay. Thank you. Yeah. Well, I have a, um, an ebook on methylene blue as well, so we can make that available to your That'd be awesome listeners and even do like a coupon. We'll do the coupon code Mindy. That'd be um, amazing. Normally it's like nine bucks or something like that, but we can do a, a free giveaway for that. Thank you. Appreciate it. So I've teamed up with Tony Horton. Do you know Tony Horton? He was the creator of P90X, one of the most revolutionary at-home fitness programs. And we created together a new fitness program called Power Sync 60. And it is literally, this program's never been done. It is a revolutionary 60-day program for both men and women. So here's why I want you to join us, is that we literally created Power Sync 60 with you in mind. So it doesn't matter if you're a cycling woman, a postmenopausal woman, or a man, One of the things I brought to Tony was that when we work out, we have to think about our hormones. And he had never done that in the millions of workouts that he's created in his lifetime. We also included a free bonus meal plan and a customized tailor way you can eat right for yourself. Also, of course, we put some fasting in there and it was a beautiful meeting of the minds. So this is like a passion project that I'm so excited to share with you. 
And in order to get it, all you got to do is visit drmindy.org and use the code PS60PELS. So PS60 and then my last name, PELS, P-E-L-Z, to get 20% off. And you get lifetime access to the program. So that's drmindy.org and you use the code PS60PELS to join all of us. I'm actually doing this myself right now. So come join me, my community on this incredible journey. I am so proud to bring this to you. But so we know we're, we're talking about how the body can heal itself, right? It just runs out of gas. It runs out of energy. And so things that can improve cellular energy, like NAD, like melatonin, and like um, now we're talking about methylene blue. I really don't think that there's something stronger out there than methylene blue that can do that. And besides ramping up cellular energy, methylene blue has been shown to be antiviral, mm. um, and in fact, um, it, the first use of it was against malaria hmm. and, and other, and other parasites it's been shown to be helpful for, and it, it leaves the body relatively unharmed, which is why, um, there's a Dr. Erlaki, you know, you've heard of Erlaki, mm-hmm. like, yep. it's like a co-infection that, that, um, infection was named after this, um, scientist Erlaki. And so he actually won the Nobel Prize, was very well known in the late 1800s. He coined the term magic bullet, and he was actually referring to methylene blue. Interesting. Because it has so many profound effects. It's, it's neuroprotectant. In other words, they've done studies showing that if you have methylene blue on board and you have some sort of a neurological um, um, insult like a stroke, or, um, you have a TBI or something like that. It's, it protects the nerves from, from being injured. If you have a heart attack and you have methylene blue on board, um, it's incredibly protective. In fact, every hospital has it in case there's cyanide poisoning because it protects the, uh, the cell because it allows your cell to actually make energy independent of oxygen and, um, and so a lot of these poisons rob the cell of oxygen and that's how they'll kill you. Yeah. And is it, is methylene blue a plant? Like where, what's the original source of it? So methylene blue is actually made synthetically. It's a, it's a, it's a salt. Okay. And, and I'm not normally, um, a fan of, of things that are, um, not completely natural, you know, right. and like melatonin is, is a naturally occurring um, hormone. And, um, this is different though. I mean, that's, we're talking about like 150 years of them making different molecules. And this was literally the first, um, synthetic drug ever, um, approved by the FDA mm. and there, the patents run out. So you don't hear about a lot because, you know, there's not a lot of money in companies to promote it. Right. Um, but, but there's nothing that has worked like this because literally, when methylene blue gets into the mitochondria, which is what it has a great affinity for, it just goes and soaks right into your mitochondria. And that's why it's good for staining things that are like um, the, the brain or like there was a, there was a, uh, there's a, um, a surgery where they, re- they remove the thymus gland when there's like um, disease of the thymus and they give an IV of methylene blue and then they can see it really well. Right. Um, so there's a lot of, um, effects for that. So it goes to heart tissue and nerve tissue and any tissues that very, that's very metabolically active. 
because it goes into the mitochondria. And then once it gets into the mitochondria, it upregulates all four complexes. So in the mitochondria, you have four kind of stations that the that the energy is being produced. So it goes to the first one, the second one, the third one, and then the fourth one is called the cytochrome. And cytochrome is cell and chrome is, is light, right? So mm. this fourth stage is really interesting because you can actually put light into the cell in the, in the sense of photons with like red lights and near infrared light, which penetrates the best. So um, if you combine the methylene blue with a red light, you're going to get a really nice enhancement in all of those four stations. In fact, it's going to be somewhere in the neighborhood of about 110% upregulation of energy. So you you would want to do your Lumitol blue suppository in front of your red light is what I just heard. Yeah. So the suppository is um, is something that's going to have a long, slow release. Right. So that's probably something you'd want to do a good 30 to 45 minutes before you would get in, any, in front of any red light or in your sauna or going out into the sun. Right. Um, oral route is probably going to be a little bit better. Um, we had talked about this scientist, um, Lima, Dr. Lima, mm -hmm. and his, his thoughts on the best way to take methylene blue is that when it's mixed with the stomach acid, it works really well. In fact, you know, that, that might be a great way to do it. It's very convenient. Um, he did not feel that the sublingual route was a very, uh, effective way um, and that the dosage on a lot of the sublingual available sublingual products wasn't really high enough. Um, and so um, what, what we, what we like is this suspension in palm oil that is thrown in the back of the throat and then you drink down. So your mouth doesn't turn blue. So a lot of people don't like that, you know, that zombie yeah. blue look in their mouth. Yes. It's not a good look. <laughs> <laughs> Let me tell you, <laughs> I've experimented with that look before. So, so here's what I hear in everything you're saying is that each nutrient has a different way it will be absorbed into the body. Um, and we can't just, this is why you've come at this from so many different angles is that we've got to know the nutrient, know what we're trying to accomplish and then decide, is it going in the nose? Is it going in the eyes? Is it going in the mouth? Is it going to be a suppository? And, and experiment with the different entry points into the body because the gut isn't always the best way. Am I thinking this through right? Right, exactly. Well, the, um, the, for, for any type of quantity of nutrients, um, you're going to want to first look at, you know, I would say a suppository may be even better than an IV right? Mm. Because unless you're hooked up to an IV with a slow drip for five, six, seven hours, you're not going to have that long peak plasma, which really favors cellular absorption, yeah. right? Yeah. So then when you start looking at like nasal sprays, there's only so much you can spray up your nose, right? I mean, right. so nasal sprays can be really good for absorption, especially if you're looking at for something neurologically, you right. know, like, like we have an NAD nasal spray. Um, yeah you know, and that's, that's probably one of our more popular products. And, um, but if you're looking for like full body systemic, um, absorption of NAD versus neurologic, then I would look more towards the neuro, um, neuro NAD suppository or the, I'm sorry, the Neuromax suppository. Right. So it's, so if I wanted to have more of a brain effect, 
then I would want to use more of a nasal spray. Whereas if I wanted more of a systemic effect, then a suppository would be better. Right, yeah. right. That that makes perfect sense. NAD is really trendy right now. Oh my gosh. I feel like I'm hearing NAD drips everywhere. What, yeah. what, do, what do we need to know about NAD? Because it's it's expensive. Like, you know, you if you're going to jump into it, you need to know what you're doing. Well, we, we were probably one of the first clinics to start doing IVs. I went to, I think it was in 2005, I went to San Diego and attended one of the first um, summits on NAD. And it was really, um, a lot of the science on NAD really came from addiction clinics because mm-hmm. they found that a lot of these um, addicts, when they gave them NAD, they would be more social. They were happier. It was a lot easier for them to maintain their sobriety. And so a lot of that information started to get out into the, um, you know, to the alternative medical circles. And so we were, we were literally charging $1,500. And I know there's a lot of clinics probably still doing that $1,500 for a slow drip of um, you know, about a thousand milligrams of, of NAD and patients would sit there. They're a bit uncomfortable. Yeah. I was going to say I, I, at that dosage that I'd be curious how they're feeling. Yeah. Well, you have to adjust the drip rate so that they can handle it, but they're still, you want them, they're going to have a little bit of symptoms. So you, you're, 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 you're losing your day. You're uncomfortable. You're it's expensive. And so that's why I think the suppository route is so much more, um, I mean, I, I, yesterday I had a patient come in and ask me if I would run an NAD IV on them and they were, you know, we charge a thousand, um, to, to do this drip and I, I dissuaded them from it. And I, mm-hmm. I, I suggested that they go ahead and start with the, the, um, NAD max, because Mindy, if you think about it, this is something you can do three times a day for like two months, right? Mm-hmm. You can really top off your NAD levels and then you can maintain it very easily that way. Yeah. And suppositories are such a, a no, it's like, it's no big deal. It takes less no than big a, deal. You don't yeah. even know it's there, you nope. know, it turns into a, an oil and you got that slow release and each suppository of the, um, um, neuro NAD, um, I'm sorry, um, NAD max as, um, 500 milligrams of, of NAD and then 250 milligrams of both precursors. Cause there's a lot of controversy. I mean, some of the top experts with NAD even say that you're wasting your time, even doing an NAD IV because they don't think the NAD is actually getting into the cell and that it has to be uh, a precursor like NMN or NR in order to make some sort of conversion to get into the cell. So what I've done is I've just kind of put them all together and, you know, we're getting some really good, um, you know, responses here in the clinic and a lot of reports uh, from people and our practitioners. I I have to tell a funny story about the first time I met you. Uh, And I don't, I don't think I told this the last time because I think I told the Zen spray, but then I was so, I, I love what you're up to. I call you a wizard. You're like, you're like a wizard with all this stuff. And I just geek out on all the different ways you're taking these unique substances and getting them into the body. So we were in a hallway. I don't know if you remember this. And you were like, I think you might've given me a Lumetol blue. And you're like, hey, suppository. You're like, try this. And I, I want to test everything on myself. So I was like, okay. Yeah, so I, go like, to okay. Ba- <laughs> I go to the bathroom, I put it in. And then I sit down at the conference and I turn to Jessica and I'm like, Hey, I just got to give you a little heads up. Like 
John just gave me something. So if something weird happens to me in the next couple of hours, I just uh-huh. went all in. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, well, that's kind of, yeah, I that's great. how I roll, you know, yeah. I mean, people, um, I, you know, I travel a lot and, uh, you know, at least a week or so, I just got back from a two week vacation actually. And, um, and, and, you know, it's like, if you catch me in the beginning of my trip, I, I, I have a lot of product I hand it out. Um, I've been fortunate enough to, to be, um, you know, hanging out with some pretty amazing people. In fact, last weekend I was in Dallas treating, um, Dana White, who is the CEO and uh, one of the um, owners of UFC. That's awesome. And, and I've been doing these balloons on Dana, right. And it's like the fourth treatment that I've done on him. And, um, and he made this comment to me, uh, Mindy, afterwards, he said, this is one of the most, uh, one of the best things I've ever done in my life because he couldn't mm-hmm. breathe through his nose. Mm-hmm. And this is, this is a new book that I've got coming out um, soon. And it's on endonasal balloon manipulations. Um, I think we could do a whole podcast on it. Um, yeah. But it's, 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 it's this idea um, of expanding the nasal passage and opening up these cranial plates so that you can have a better movement of cranial rhythm and this flushing of uh, cerebral spinal fluid that kind of keeps the brain and spinal cord healthy is really, really important. It gets jammed up and a lot of people become mouth breathers because they can't breathe their nose. Amazing. I wrote a whole book about this and um, I'm really excited about it. And actually when, so when I was with Dana, I knew that Mike Tyson was going to be at the fight that night and he had invited me to go. And so I made a comment to him. I said, you know, what do you think? You think uh, Mike would do this treatment? And he said, oh yeah. He said, I'll mention something to him. And they sat me literally like two seats away from Mike Tyson. So I'm like sitting there and I've got Mike Tyson to the right of me. I have Jason Witten from the Dallas Cowboys behind me. I mean, all these like crazy famous people. And uh, I'm not really into the violence of fighting, but I could really appreciate what I sensed is these 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 fighters going into this complete now moment and almost being in some sort of a spiritual bliss mm-hmm. mode, you know, in the middle of the ring there. And so that was kind of what I was vibing. But um, yeah, fascinating. So did you pull out your nasal? Did you just turn to Mike and stick something up his nose? (laughs) Well, you know, I didn't want to I'm going to let Dana kind of run on that, you know, because I don't want to be like a salesman. But I would have said something to him if there was a situation that felt like there was a flow and I Mm -hmm. missed my opportunity because I was doing a selfie. I had my camera out in front of me. And literally, while you watch this little clip, you see Mike Tyson walking behind me. He moves me out of the way, right? And then in this little selfie, I say, I put this on Instagram, by the way. So if anybody wants to go see this, they can go to my Instagram at Dr. Mitazen at Instagram. And I move out of the way and I'm like, I just got ran over by Mike Tyson. It was (laughs) so fun. Do you know? So when I was growing up, I always say that my mom was like ahead of her time. Like everything that she did with us was natural. And one of the things was when we were sick, we would get in the car and go to the chiropractor and get adjusted. And his name was Dr. Akers. And he would do the, the, like the worst thing would be like, you'd see him pull that nasal thing out and you'd be like, Oh no, here it comes. You know, I was like seven years old and, and he would do it up my nose. like put the air up my nose. It was horribly painful, but then your cold was gone. Like you, it was just gone. 
in that one treatment. So you knew it; the end result was great, but it's crazy therapy. Yeah. Well, you know, and that really makes a lot of sense, I think, for our discussion today. And why would you get better if you, because it always starts in the nasal passage, right? A lot of colds and viruses and bacterial infections, it starts here and then it will seed down and it can get into your lungs and upper respiratory tract, or it can get into your gut and then it goes systemic, right? Mm, yeah. So that's why I love having something like the glutostat in my um, medicine cabinet or in my car or anywhere, because, you know, as soon as you start to feel that and traveling is like, I wouldn't travel without some sort of antimicrobial nasal spray. Because mm. if you keep that healthy, it everything really works really well. So when you had that balloon inflation, he changed you from that swampy to a rivery state and and it just flushed everything out. Amazing. Amazing. Well, the last thing I want to talk about is something that's actually on detox that I've been thinking a lot about, you know, you and Ben and Pompa and I was all strongly believe in cycling detox. And I've been trying to figure out how we would cycle detox to a woman's hormones, because what I know is when hormones come in very strongly, that that's actually a natural detox for a lot of women because they'll, it will release toxins from the tissues. Do you see that there's a a proper time to time detox around a woman's hormones? Have you ever thought about that or experimented with that? Well, um, you know, I, I think methylation could be an important conversation to have through processes where there's more hormones, because that's one of the primary ways we kind of clear um, our hormones, right? It's mm. that detox pathway. Um, I think that um, oftentimes, um, I think blood sugar really plays a big role with yeah. a lot of hormonal problems. And so, um, you know, when you start to get into fasting, you start to have such a powerful regulation to those blood sugar um, uh, issues and insulin resistance, which then leads to that whole host of, of hormonal um, concerns. So we look at that very carefully. Um, as far as like actually staging, like when would you do like an extended fast? Was that more of your question? Yeah. And I know around fasting, I'm more, con- more interested in like when we go in with some of these things that are going to create a little more of a detox reaction, like um an NA, like I've seen the Lumetol blue create a little bit of a detox reaction in some of my patients. So mm-hmm. I don't, I purposely don't put it in when I know the hormone, like during ovulation or the week before their period, because there's too much going on then. Yeah. I think that's a good idea. Yeah. yeah. And I mean, then you might, might look at something like the methyl max. I know Dr. Pompa and I kind of um, work together to formulate that one product. And those are also nutrients that are very poorly absorbed orally, you know, your B yeah. vitamins, your folic acid, there's a whole bunch of other nutrients in there that really don't get absorbed very well. And that methyl max, I find um, in combination with NAD to be a really nice um, um, combination for, uh, for a lot of different, um, situations, but especially if you're looking for a high kind of a better brain, uh, function, or you're looking to have a day where you need to perform a little bit better, or if you're looking to enhance kind of that phase of detox with methylation. Yeah. Oh, I love that. You know what I want to do is uh, what Fast Like a Girl will come out in December. And we're looking, once you understand the principles of hormones, you can time food and fasting. 
but I'd love to look at your products and go, okay, how do we time all these cool suppository sprays? Can we come in to help a woman create more estrogen? And then can we use a different product to help clear the estrogen at a different part of her cycle? I, for women, I feel like that is the direction healthcare needs to go because we're in this crazy modern world that we're like an evolutionary mismatch to living in this chaotic space on this planet that we are. So I love what you're up to. And I'm thinking, how do we use it to support a woman's natural cycle? And I don't know if you've ever thought about that, but I'd love to geek out on it with you. Well, you know what, what comes to me as, you know, with all the wearable technology, you know, if there could be a device that could detect your hormone levels, right. Yes. Give you like, you know, and then you could program it to give you suggestions on, Oh, it's time to methylate. You know, you just did two or three days of hardcore dumping of hormones, you know, let's clear those out. I I think it's really next level thought process. Yeah. I've asked several hormone experts how we could create that. And everybody is a little unsure. Now I will tell you uh, what we're doing with Fast Like a Girl is we're going to create an app where we can start to time all of this for women so they can understand because most women are hormonal. Everybody's hormonal literate except for those of us in the business. So um, it's a really interesting concept that I think the time is now for women to understand that how, where do we come in with these and where do we back off on this stuff? So mm-hmm. I think you're the, I think you're the guy to solve that, that problem for me. Let's do it together. I love uh, it. You bring a lot to the table and I, I so respect all the knowledge that you've got with it when it comes to women's health. Yeah. Thank you. Appreciate it. Awesome. Well, let me finish up on this on this thought. Uh, the, you, I think you were with me last year. So this this season with the Resetter podcast, we've been focused on gratitude. Do you? Yeah. I, I'm curious if you have a gratitude practice that you do every day, and if it if it is, what is it? And then, you know, we've gotten into this place where we have been just bitching and moaning about pandemic and politics, and I really want to highlight what people are grateful for. Is there anything that you're immensely grateful for right now? Well, yeah, I, I got a lot, a lot of things that I'm immensely grateful for. And, you know, right now I'm grateful to be here talking to you and to be able to have the opportunity to reach out to all these thousands of people that um, are in your, your, your listenership. And, and, you know, I, I'm finding more and more that, you know, getting out of that um, place of wanting things, right? You, you, it's like the idea of desire. Like we want this, we want that. And, and then this idea of prayer, right. Where we're petitioning, you know, Mm. may I have this, may I have that. And, and it, and it kind of goes back to, I think the original Aramaic Bible and Yeshua's teachings with, um, with, with gratitude, right. And where you're, you're, you're grateful for already receiving this, this, Mm. uh, uh, this gift, right? And so, when we're when we're desiring something, this is basically putting out to the universe that there's lack, and it really makes sense, right? Yep. You want something, it means you don't have it. Yep. So you're sending lack out to the universe versus if you go into gratitude for already receiving it. And I know this is a little shift because your your question was more of like, no, I love this. Let's be grateful for what we have. Yes. Right. But let's also be grateful for what we want. Right. But then you shouldn't even say it that way. Right. It's like, because that's wanting, let's be grateful for, for what we're going to receive in the future. 
Yeah. You know, everything that I've studied on law of attraction and you, you introduced me to Rhonda Byrne and I'm so grateful for that, for that interview um, is that there is a, an intention you set of this is how I'd like life to show up. Then there is a releasing of that yes. and not being attached to it, knowing it's going right. to show up. You just don't know how. And yeah. I, if I go to the feeling, like, what do I want to feel every day? I, I set an intention on what, how I want to feel. Sometimes it's joy. Sometimes it's connection. Sometimes it's playfulness, but I, I'm more interested in how I want to feel throughout the day than manipulating the circumstances in my life. Mm-hmm. And I feel like when we do that, it's much more, it's easier to be grateful. Yeah. And, and, you know, I think our true nature is happiness and love. Yeah. You know, it's like bliss. This is who we are. And it's in that now moment that that exists. And our mind is what gets in the way because the mind's either in something in the future, in the past, right? But the mind can never be in the current now moment. And that's, that's really some of the work that I'm really focused on. I was actually with Rhonda, not last weekend, but she was one of the people that I went to go visit. And she literally took me to her teacher and such... So well, she doesn't say who he is or her. It's, it's, yeah. yeah, it's a her. It's a her. Okay. She doesn't see people anymore. Yeah. Um, she was interested in receiving the balloons. Wow. So it oh, was a really, cool. really rare opportunity. And I was able to take a friend as well. And it was it was profound um, because these are people living in what what we're talking about right now is one thing because it's all intellectual, but to bring that in and just completely own that you are happiness, that you are love and to remove all desire where you're just, and it doesn't mean that you can't, you can't have something that you think about, but you think about it, you let it go. And then it just, the universe just pulls it right into your life. So you can, you can have whatever you want, Yeah, but you just, you, you wind up wanting less really because you don't need it because you're in such, you're so full without people, places, and things, and so forth, you know? You know, one of my favorite quotes is, nothing fails like success. And why I love that quote is I think once you see that you have everything that you need, your desires really change. And it's because you know that there's nothing you need to feel amazing. You can just feel amazing right now. So I love that. I love that. And next time you go to visit Rhonda, I want to come. I, so okay. invite me. I, that's okay. where I want to be on the invite list for that. So uh, I'm going in September. So okay, yeah. I'm. I'll be down in LA actually, middle of September. So if you happen to go at that time, give me. That's, give, yeah, give me that's a about out. it. Let's okay. we'll, we'll, uh, conversate off. Uh, off I would camp. love that. I, lo- uh, I would love that. So how do people find you so they can well, get all these products if they choose to? Yeah. So uh, our store is mitozen.com, M-I-T-O-Z-E-N. Um, my Instagram is um, doctor spelled out, mitozen. And we have a clinic in Sarasota, Florida. Uh, it's uh, advancedrejuvenation.us. And that's it. Beautiful, beautiful. And I'm going to I'm gonna hold you accountable to take all your products and time them to a woman's hormones. So uh, we, I want to make sure we, we connect on that before Fast Like a Girl comes out, because I think that would be so helpful for people. So let's do it. All right. Love it. Appreciate you, John. Thank you. As always, you've just elevated my thoughts and opened my heart. So thank you for your time today. Appreciate it. Oh, you. You're welcome, Mindy. Thank you as well. Grateful for you. My- Yeah, me too. Back at you. Appreciate you. 
Thank you so much for joining me in today's episode. I love bringing thoughtful discussions about all things health to you. If you enjoyed it, we'd love to know about it. So please leave us a review, share it with your friends, and let me know what your biggest takeaway is. 